This week on the BEMFCAST. Come on, Vogue. Let your Boswick move to the music. Hey, hey, hey. One mega, we're force. All right, and welcome hey, to the BEMFCAST. Hey, BEMFCAST. Episode 127. One, two, seven. Nintendo Wii U. Uh-huh. 27. <laughs> you moved into the future, I see. I have. All right. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the Beach. And I'm Chuck. So what we do each and every wonderful episode of the Banffcast is we go ahead and watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie, <laughs> and then we come in here and we talk about it for about 30 to 45 minutes. It'll be longer if we can't stop reveling. And then we give it a rating, and it gets one to five jocks if it's a good bad movie, an enjoyable bad movie after robot jocks. Hooray! Yay! If it's bad bad movie, as in stay away, it gets one to five bags in the negative sliding scale, as in douchebags after twilight. Boo. Boo. Fart noise. Yes. So, um, a few episodes back, we may have mentioned that we got a gift from listener Scott. Thanks, Scott, Scott. from Dallas. Yeah, he sent us yeah. a poster Sweet. for Megaforce. Megaforce. What is mega lovingly defined for Megaforce? Yes. A sweet ass poster. It is a sweet ass poster. And so we decided, hey, we have not seen this, hey. so we probably should. <laughs> so we did. Uh-huh. Well, we yes. have. And really, any movie with force in the title. It's already has a leg up on the competition in yeah, our book. Correct. This is right. true. So let's get a uh, plot summary for 1982's Megaforce out of the way, and then we will talk more about it. Good plan. Ace Hunter is the leader of Megaforce, an elite group of American soldiers who travel the world to fight evil. In this case, evil is represented by a third-rate dictator who they must blow to bits. Bits. None of that is accurate. They don't really blow them to bits. I, pieces. I just read these things. They're I don't not an American squadron, and they don't have to blow them to bits. Okay, so <laughs> they are kind <laughs> of American. God. I mean... They're led by Americans. All right, basically, let's sum this up very easily. Okay. They're G.I. fucking Joe. Yeah. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. And a melting pot of all the best soldiers. And for the purposes of this movie, they have to fight a rebel army that's hiding out in Mexico, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Is yeah. that... It's accurate. Yeah. Is it Mexico? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I thought it was in, like, Namibia. Yeah, I thought it was the Middle East somewhere. No, it was Africa. Because well, they were, the, no, they were talking no, about they were crossing the they border. They come back to the U.S. Yeah, they were talking about, like, crossing the border in Texas. Like, they, there were mentions of oh. crossing the border But what about the British general and yeah. the Indian they, major? They're, apparently, it's I in international they said task Namibia. Force. Really? I could swear they said Namibia. I think yeah. she was the daughter of some president or king of somewhere, but that didn't really matter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, I I think it was a British coalition in or British army sure. dudes in Africa. Okay, it doesn't really matter. Or the Middle East or, the or desert. In, they fight or in the India. desert. Desert they, location. Yeah. A desert. They go from one country to the other in the desert. In the desert, there was a desert involved. Yeah. Desert location. So if we sound a little confused on the plot, that's because, because the, the plot is a little confusing. Yes. Yeah. Just a little. Ah, the re- peaceful Republic of Sardun and their aggressive neighbor, Gamibia. <laughs> Gamibia. Gamibia. Yeah, Gamibia. I, I was like, close. I that's close. Like, that's like, closer than Mexico. Is it like G-A-M-I-B-I-A or yeah, G-U-M? Yeah, it's like, no, it's, it's like Namibia, but with a G. Hmm. So it's like Chlamydia. Precisely. Okay. Yes. Except spelled completely different. Oh, okay. And not mm-hmm. a It's not a communicable not a, yes. <laughs> but a right. desert country. Ah, <laughs> country. Right. Right. Oh, God. So, um... <laughs> Let's let's talk about some of the people in this. All right. That's probably a good idea, because that's clear. <laughs> it is. Uh, the leader of Megaforce, 
who's pretty much the last main character introduced, but we will talk about him first. Okay. It's the Barry, Barry Bostwick. Yes. Woo! We can now lay claim to Barry Bostwick. We have seen two movies with him in it. Mm-hmm. He belongs to us. Mm-hmm. Weekend at Bernie's 2. Oh, God, I forgot he was in Weekend at Bernie's 2. Yeah. He was like the best part of Weekend at Bernie's 2. Yes, he was. And he's the best part of Megaforce. Yeah. <laughs> he's the but best yeah, part of he everything. He is Commander Ace Hunter, the mm-hmm. leader of Megaforce. Yes. Yes, he is. A covert organization that nobody knows exists, for sure. In either Mexico or the African <laughs> desert. <laughs> Anywhere. Yes. Somewhere. Uh, his second in command is Michael Beck, Bamcast another Bamcast alum. Yeah. From Xanadu. Xanadu. Right. His name's Dallas. The Warriors, right? Yeah, we, we haven't, have we haven't watched the Warriors, but yeah, but yeah, you can't be an alumni unless you get an episode. Okay, yeah. like seventy eight to eighty two, that dude was in everything. Yeah, then Hollywood well. said, "Get out of here." <laughs> well, they said, "Get out of here" after Xanadu, so he's like, well, "Let's do Michael Forrest, maybe." <laughs> we have another Bamcast alum playing the we bad do. guy. Mm-hmm. We do Henry Silva. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. playing Duke Guerrera from Bulletproof. Was he in anything else that we've watched? Probably. I'm Probably. sure he has been, but I'm going to click on him and it's going to take me about five hours yeah, to go he's through gonna his have about 500 things. Yeah, but he's weird because like he's supposed to be a foreign general of some kind, but he's basically just he's just a guy, just Mexican American guy. accent. He's like, yeah. hey, hey, Ace, what's going on here, Ace? My friend, yeah. hello, good to see you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he's remember that last time Not... we saw each other? That was fun. Let's hug. <laughs> Let's hug again. Oh. Yeah, that's, what, that's a weird relationship that they have, but we'll get into that later. Sure. But I'm pretty sure, actually, I think Bulletproof might be the only one we've actually watched yeah. for the show that Henry Silva has been that's in. What, that's what it's looking All like. Right. So. Is he still with us? Uh, I think so. Appears that way, yes. Okay. He was He's... in both Ocean's Elevens. <laughs> Who was he in Ocean's oh, Eleven? yeah, that's they right. They just threw him in yeah. as a boxing spectator. Yeah, oh. I remember that. That was like the best they could do. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, we got... <laughs> Edward Mulhair. Knight Rider's own. Of Knight Rider. Edward Mulhair. Who's like the general who's visiting the stuffy British general who doesn't like anything but then loves everything. Yeah, but he's he's basically, he's also with uh, Persis Kambada, who's Major Zara, who is the only female in the movie. Mm -hmm. And they are part of some kind of, I don't know what the heck they're supposed to be multicultural but task force yeah there's some kind of visitors to the task force so they are pretty much the excuse to explain everything that goes on with megaforce right. to us for the first 45 minutes of this exactly. movie we are the task force we, they, they did the anti george lucas and just threw all of this you know political nonsense out the doors just like look this is a thing these guys need to fight these guys we don't care go for it yeah mm-hmm. these guys are just here to be your window into what the hell megaforce is mm-hmm well, the, the the weird thing about the way this movie starts is it, the the credit sequence is in this weird, like, like anti black and white. It's like anti Tron. It's like the exact reverse colors of Tron. Intro vision. Yeah, it's it's strange and it's it hurts your off. eyes. Yeah. And then it's got red text over like stark black and white, like literally right. black and literally white are the only colors. There's no gray whatsoever in them. And right. I it, think it's just versions of the action scenes later in the movie. It, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It it's is. just B roll. With you know this process laid over, mm-hmm. it. yeah. Well, but, that, but then it opens up, and you're actually thrown right into a battle where you really don't know what the hell's going on. Where it's this rebel force. Well, first they blow up this. It looks like a power plant. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. And then like as they're rolling away, because we, we kind of don't know what the hell is going on. This one guy's trying to give a speech. He has a horrible accent. Mm-hmm. It's like really, this is the guy you want giving the speech to, right. whatever. And then the tank commander's like, 
Shut the fuck up and fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is Henry Silva. Right, right. yeah. So Who, it's like this quote-unquote rebel force is blowing up some kind of building. Then they're leaving, and then uh, apparently they come close to the border or something because yeah. the I, other tanks fire on them, and yeah. this kind of battle happens. Yeah, that's where the they, Sardunians are chasing them, and they cross over the border. <laughs> it's like the old-timey movies when you drive right. across the state line yeah. and mm-hmm. the cops can't chase you anymore. Yeah, because they actually radio back to... British pants and the chick and British she, pants. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, Night they Rider. basically say like, can we can we pursue them? And he, and he's like, yes, go get them. This is our chance. And she's just shaking her head. Nope. No, no, nope. president says no, no can do. So then he gets the idea to call Megaforce because right. they can do apparently Megaforce. do whatever they want, except not. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah then, unless so, they do it too well. Yeah. yeah. So they they go out to the desert and there's this pr- prolonged scene where. They ride out in the middle of the desert, and then they get dropped off, and they're like, okay, wait here. And they're just sitting and sitting and sitting and waiting. Meanwhile, General British is <laughs> minging it up Lord about having British. to... Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> about yeah, having, to, is... having to sit out in the sun and yeah. go, a God, better reception. Just... Where's my attache? And I was treated better when I was a prisoner of war. Yeah. In Yemen. Yeah. No, you weren't. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> These are all lies. Right. You have first world problems, You're sir. You're bitching to hear yourself talk at this point. But yeah, yeah, so they whine a while, and then a snake comes slinking up, and then... <laughs> As snakes are prone to no shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> and then Michael Beck, Dallas, shoots him from off screen, and we're introduced to him, mm-hmm. and he's like, You're in the right place! Yee-haw! Hey! Woo! And he's got, got a, a cowboy shirt mm-hmm. on. Damn mm-hmm. straight he does. Yeah. And, and he's just... You know, th- that's when the British guy's like, Oh, you, you must have a chain of command here, and... That's, that's you as your commanding officer. Protocol and, demands and that I be like, met by a Dallas like, yeah, we don't have any titles here, whatever. Except yeah. for commander, but we all call yeah. him Hunter. Whatever. Fuck a truck, let's go. Durr. So, yeah, they ride in the truck for a while, and we're introduced to another character. I don't even know who that was, because... Token. None, none of the ancillary characters mean a thing. No. Nor do they get names, really. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, they're they names, do. but I don't know. They're identifiable by the patch on their arm, which is sure. basically their country of origin. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, in Dallas's case, he gets a Confederate flag. Because he's Southern, yeah. which is just it's, dumb. Oh, Zachary Taylor was his name. Right. Oh, that's right. Zachary uh, Taylor. Because they start yes. making yes. jokes about presidents. presidents. Right. And of right. course, he, you know, but he is, quotes Shakespeare from memory. Yeah, he sure. is the only black character in the movie, and... He shows up again, but he never really says anything nope. from that point forward. He just, he just quotes face. Shakespeare to them yeah. while wearing headphones. Mm-hmm. And then they they get to a certain point <laughs> and they have to stop in just the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. And the thing starts making weird noises. And that's when we see the control center calling them where this, your typical early 80s, low budget, <laughs> cheesy looking control center room with like mm-hmm. 20 guys running around in it. But they... It was something it's, about they were being tracked or something. Yeah, it's kind of pointless because know. they track them and they stop and they're like, oh, Big Brother's watching. And then they just take off from there for no yeah, particular they, reason. They didn't, like, like they stopped for no yeah, reason and I, then they left for no reason. It was just, I think, an example to show off some tech that really had nothing to do was with it, anything. Was it them like hiding from the U.S. government? or No, it was their command mm, center. It was the right. Megaforce command center. I, I don't know. Yeah, Apparently like, they were just trying to waste some time or something. I I honestly There's a have lot no of time idea. wasting in this movie. Yeah. That's, because the, that's ne- the big issue. The next is- thing is this reoccurring thing that has... It's so stupid, I almost don't want to even talk about it, but they have this hologram thing that shoots off the front of this one sweet Jeep oh, that they have. Oh, that's right. And they stop for a second, and, it, and it's this... It looks like a Hawaiian girl in on the beach, and Michael Beck's like, I want to go but spend But that happened time. even before that. 
Well, that happened before. Yeah, they yeah, would have gotten the truck. Yeah. But either way, they show that, and you're like, oh, that'll show up later, I bet. Sure. And but then that's it the does that's in the, the stupidest only, way possible. That's the only hologram it does, apparently. I, yeah, I don't know. because chick on it the just, beach. It just, yeah. yeah, it just it shows up a couple times, and I don't know if it's supposed to be funny or impressive. I, I don't know. Here's, just, here's what you have to know. This movie was directed and co-written by Hal Needham, uh-huh. who was responsible for Smoking the Bandit, Cannibal Run, Stroker Ace, you know, just... Movies, Body slam. Mm-hmm. Movies that right. he's a Banff cast alum as yeah. well. But I mean, these are movies not known for cohesive storytelling. They're known yeah. for stunts. He is a former stunt man. So yes. yes. And of course. he came up as a stunt coordinator. And so the, the movie is a stunt movie. It is not. You're not going to get story out yeah. of this. You're not going to get any cohesive anything. Right. I was just I was just bringing that up. That's a thing that keeps showing up. So yeah. we can mm-hmm. s- skip it now. It's just. Yeah. Sure. It's a thing. It's a thing. But they get to a certain point, they come to like a rock formation. Mm-hmm. And that's when the movie kind of stops. They stop. And this is when we first <laughs> see the badass motorcycles yeah. that all of Megaforce rides. Yes, the something something Mark Three, Mark Four, which four. the Delta Mark Delta Mark Four. four. Okay. X They've got super shields on the front motorcycle. with mm-hmm. four missile launchers, mm-hmm. lasers, like radar dishes. They're like Three machine gun cannons. And they're not even like motorcycles. They're more like they're dirt, like bikes, dirt bikes. Yeah. Super yeah. cross bikes. Yeah. But they sound like they've got jet turbine engines. Mm-hmm. That's the sound they make. They do. Like, <laughs> like if you and your friends, when you were eight years old, wanted to make a motorcycle, mm-hmm. that's what you would have made. This is what you would make. Oh, sure. Are exactly like these things. Yeah, you would just kit bash a bunch of stuff together and make yeah. the sweetest motorcycle you possibly mm-hmm. could. You would first draw it. Yes. And then use some colored pencils to make sweet designs on the side. Exactly like the ones that are in this movie. Which they do. There are like <laughs> lightning bolts going They're up so on them. Fucking but awesome. apparently yeah. this is part of the Megaforce uh, propaganda machine. This is how you're supposed to introduce slight iterations of their tech to visitors. Mm-hmm. Is, hey, look, we have a hologram thing. Oh, look, we have super sophisticated you know, radar things. And then, holy shit, fucking motorcycles. And <laughs> they're shooting these... I don't even understand what they're supposed to be. They're like these colored balls. These, they're just targets. Things that, they're, but they shoot... They fly up out of the ground and they're flying around and they they're bowling balls. Yeah, they and they all pop wheelies and shoot them with the machine guns. Yes. Well, you can't. In that's their, the only way to get the machine guns up yes. at a forty-five degree angle. Is yeah. do they shoot rockets the at them as yes. well? Yes. They do. Yes. They yes. fire yes. and fire everything is what they do. Fire basically. all of your guns at once. <laughs> but so they do a bunch of gratuitous wheelies. And, and then a this cloud is, of explosions. Yeah, and then and not only that, but they hop the bikes over the truck. Yep. Sweet jumps, stunts, and Lord British is just like. Oh, this is fantastic. Ooh, this is I wish we had these. Oh, so but much manliness. This, this is when we're introduced to Barry Bostwick, who his introduction <laughs> to the general and the lady is to wheelie his way up and then hop off the bike wearing a gold unitard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zip up. Skin tight. <laughs> Ask us how we know. Uh, <laughs> and that's... And, he gets off the bike and just poses for them. Yep. And he takes off the helmet and he's got Barry Gibb hair. He's got the full beard going, but like the trimmed one, you know, like the George Michael trimmed beard. Yeah. He's, and he's got like a blue headband tied on where he's got the yeah. bandana kind of flapping in the back. Like of maybe it. a one inch thick headband, you know, totally yeah. 80s. Yeah. I mean, he's like a lion going to jazzercise basically. Yep. Is, is exactly. The look. If you can picture <laughs> that. That is exactly the look Barry Boswick's going for. I like a jazzercise. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. If Aslan went to <laughs> heavens to exercise. Oh, I kind of went to a different lion. I, well, you know, <laughs> talking lions. But of course, Lord British is like, oh, you must be Ace Hunter. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and yeah. Boswick's like, fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> Can't you? Fuck yeah, I'm look Ace at Hunter. me. Look at my patches. Look at my junk. Uh, 
Yeah, that's that's Gaze what you realize upon is my junkie mighty in despair. <laughs> Everything Pose. is a, every scene is about Barry Bas- Boswick's package. Yeah. Like, because he's always got his hips thrust forward, yeah. and he's wearing a fucking unitard, and he's just got moose knuckle hanging out <laughs> at people. And little you, Barry. You can't stand in this thing they've got him strapped into. I mean, well, yeah, because he's got belts, like, with his helmet, and one's got grenades on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Like, all his the weight wick. of everything is on this belt right. that he doesn't really need on a unitard, Not but really. I guess he needs it to hold his grenades. Sure. You need but, something to hold your grenades. Yeah, so... He doesn't have pockets. So what happens is he has to kind of prance around in order to walk properly in this thing. Yeah. But he does the introduction. He flirts with the chick. Immediately. Yeah. You know what he walks like is the dude in Top Secret after he gets out of the cow and he's walking around holding the gun. He he walks around like that a lot where it's just like if you can picture if you've seen that and you can picture it. Well, yeah. And then the two guys who are riding with him are like parked off to the side making commentary on the whole thing they're like sure. you know as soon as they see the chick they're like oh target in sight you know and <laughs> right. mission and then as soon as Barry Boswick starts walking over they're target acquired <laughs> yeah. it's like you guys are assholes yeah, shut up the, the whole crew is they're not professional yeah. they're yeah, not that's this the thing is they're force. supposed to be the elite fighting force but they're a bunch they're all, of dorks they're just wisecracking jackasses yeah <laughs> they're G.I. Joe <laughs> yeah but uh. yeah so <laughs> what happens then is they take them back to the base and they give them the whole expository tour and uh, oh here's on, here's what we on. do we can listen to any conversation happening yeah it's just like anywhere look at this giant screen with a waveform on it okay that means that these people in china are saying this it's like oh no they got uh you know siri translating for yeah. them. <laughs> mm-hmm. i am going to stop after work and buy some bread <laughs> right and they're like wow that's fantastic and everyone's like high-fiving each other and shit meanwhile mm-hmm. like international Actually, laws the control just room, being smashed the control room reminded me a lot of the one in last chase Yes. It was like that early 80s would have been badass. This one was then. busier, though. Like, yeah. I mean, there, there's there were a, more people yeah, in it. Yeah. And more, more people on a bigger screen. And yeah. yeah. But it was very similar in that same. Yeah. They obviously had 80s, a little bit more like, budget for this one. Yeah. 80s, like, hey, we're trying to make the NASA control room type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. But. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they tore the base for a while and a while <sighs> and a while. Long time. And then well, the biggest thing is Barry Boswick comes to her room to meet up with her for. No, she's getting changed into her uniform. Well, it's dinner time. And this is when they show up <laughs> in their Mega Force dress blues. Holy shit. Awesome. Which <laughs> there have to, the, everybody's wearing one. So there has to be some that are still intact somewhere on the planet. Hopefully. But it's. I, if Barry Boswick did not walk away from the production with his uniform, if if he doesn't show up to conventions wearing that uniform, I will be so yeah. sorely disappointed. If, if, you, wanna, just, if I, you want me to describe this the best way I can, it's if you think of the movie Star Trek, the later ones where they had the red uniform that, right. with the white shirt underneath and they would like open the, yeah, flap, open the flap to triangle re- flap. Yeah, yeah, like when they were kind of relaxing and they'd open up the triangle flap. Yeah. It's that, but it's bright blue and the shirt underneath is red. But well, then, well, the flap, well, is, the flap, red, flap is red. The shirt underneath yeah. is white, but it's like it's like this it's like elastic, elastic mascot. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was, was going to say they have a light blue, like it's a dark blue sort of, kind of electric blue, but then it's a like a baby powder blue yeah. ascot that's, yeah, like you said, it, it's like it's elastified around. All I neck. know is like they only show him from the neck up. We're like, what the fuck is he wearing? Yeah, and but, then they but show not only him. That, in, I mean, when he's at the door, he's like leaning against the door at a forty-five degree mm-hmm. angle, like, hey. hey. <laughs> But hey, he walked in, on, baby? he walked hey, in, and we were just all like, we were audibly like, "Holy shit! What yeah. the fuck is Barry Bostwick wearing?" Right? Like, like even the gold unitard didn't 
get our attention like that. No, this was like Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> who so designed like, who this? Who the hell was doing this? I don't know. I would like to meet the the fashion consultant for the for the Megaforce yeah, department. Right. <laughs> Megaforce department. <laughs> yeah, the department of. Uh, well, you know, when they got started, someone was like, assholes. well, we need uniforms. We need a dress uniform. We need a leotard. Uh, so. No, Hunter, it, he was like, he oh, picked this it is a uniform. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you will be wearing this. Make a bunch of he these. He made that decision from his wood-paneled great room with a fireplace <laughs> and a lion polar head and rug. water <laughs> polar bear rug and a mm. water buffalo head. <laughs> what I'm trying chair to figure made out, out of a bear. Yeah. A chair bear? Chair bear. Yeah, chair bear. Yes, a chair bear. Chair bear. <laughs> what I'm trying to figure out is, is this supposed to take place in 1982? Yep. Uh, sure. It's a, it's an alternate 1982, obviously, because they're yeah. in crazy, goofy foreign countries uh-huh. that aren't real. And but that's right. He does say it's the 80s. They yeah. do. They do. There's a conversation. Well, and Henry Silva has that speech too. It was like in the 70s we could be idealists, and now it's too expensive. Yeah, but, and Michael Beck's characters talk about being in Vietnam. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. and okay. there's a Rubik's cube. I mean, it's so it's firmly from, 1980. Yeah, to, firmly in the 80s. Yeah. So, uh, God. Uh, Stuck in the 80s with you. Just whoever thought of wearing these things, I don't know. even then, is like, God, you're an asshole. Yeah. You're just, what are you doing to us? What are you talking about? They're amazing. Yeah. I know, but... I'd wear one right now if I Hell had. Hell yeah. I would go to work tomorrow wearing the Megaforce dress uniform. Okay, yes. <laughs> yes. I would wear it every day for the remainder of my employment. Yeah, I'd mm-hmm. sleep in Which it. would be... <laughs> so you'd one day. Two days, maybe. You would troll your workplace until you're... <laughs> what? I'm in yes. uniform. <laughs> yeah. This is dress? Yeah, Come yeah, on. These are the... <laughs> because of the Megaforce this... <laughs> dress blues, bitch. <laughs> it don't get no nicer than this. Look at these shoes. Yeah. <laughs> you can't Megaforce me to change. Yeah. <laughs> Although, truth be told, I'd wear the... The leotard too. Oh, <laughs> of course you would. you would, you dirty bitch. Oh, geez. you would. I mean, I mean that in the nicest way. Right. But anyway, to, I, needless I to say that this this the costumes this. in this movie are just hilarious. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean that almost that's the second most joy we got out of this movie is is yeah. the costumes. Yes. People oh. and sometimes they go through. They come up with this this notion later that all their material is is like chameleon based and can change colors, but they do that specifically so that they have these costume changes at times. And That's right. It doesn't, you know, it's like at night all their costumes turn black. Those did look awesome, but black, they're black yeah. with like red lining. But they were pretty sweet. I, how many times during this movie did a scene start and Barry Bostwick walked in? And we're like, what the fuck is he wearing now? He's like <laughs> silver Yet jacket another, unzipped yeah. all the way down to his belly button and just like, yeah. hey, what's going on here, ladies and British guy? <laughs> Yeah, but skipping ahead about 30 minutes in plot, okay. the the lady basically <laughs> insists that the secret mission that they're about to go on, which is to take out this, uh, I don't know, whatever. rebel cell or whatever mm-hmm. they are. Tank gunnery. She's going with them. Right. And now. he's like, no, we, we have the best of the best. You know, you may be good, but... We're better. Well, that's the thing, yeah. too, is he decides this after putting her through... All the training that she would need. Well, he kind of was trying she, to think that she was he, she was going it to was flunk testing. out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But and she passes everything, and then he's basically like, "Look, we're sixty dudes. We act as one dude. You're a lady. You're gonna fuck that up. You're staying here. Yeah. Plus, maybe because I possibly love you. Yes. I, I don't know. Yeah. I might like to bone you later. Well, because they skydive. Yes, they have a skydive. They romantically skydive. Skydove. Skydive. She goes in a simulator. They go skydive. Skydove. <laughs> yes. Mega skydive. Stargrove. Yeah, they have a simulator, motorcycle simulator thing. Uh-huh. Puts Video, Delta yeah. Mark IV simulator. Yes. yes. Perfect score she scored. Mm-hmm. She did. Of course. And I think because she, she was wearing a very low-cut mm-hmm. uh, blouse. Yeah. And a little pink ribbon on her neck. Okay. That's why they she's... They made specifically for her. Yes. yes. Yeah. 
But yeah, it, but he they had their seamstress fix up yeah. a uniform <laughs> <Yes>. for. <laughs> well, they had a lot of dudes there. Yeah, because she was the only chick in the movie. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, but yeah. So didn't they have one other girl in the commander? No, no, I don't think so. No. No ladies in Megaforce. No ladies. Megaforce is all about the men's. Um, no broads. <laughs> right. But yeah, so, I mean, this is girls. this is about literally 30 minutes of the movie is this plot line of I want to go with training. you. Yeah, training and love sequence and then talking about the actual. I mean, they, they go on and on and on about the mission itself, like right. way too much. Well, yeah, they, they have the one sequence. scene that's yeah. just kind of to show off their badass hologram table. and Badass you know, hologram That table. goes on forever. Oh, God. And he explains the entire mission. and In exquisite detail. Like oh, by the like, second. Exactly. Like where everything is going to happen by the second. And it's just like, dude. No one cares. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the main thing glazed over so yeah, quickly. Yeah. I mean, the main thing that they say is that this entire mission is going to take four minutes. Right. And that's the only thing out of this 10 minute sequence that means anything. It takes 10 minutes to explain that the action scene we're going to see will take four minutes. And it, it literally does because they are in the planes. And <laughs> again, this takes too long. It's the, you know, the, the boats on their way to Normandy. Right. You know, it's that sequence where they're just in the planes. And well, this is um, this is the only time we get any personality out of yeah. any of right. the Megaforce members. Yeah. But like it just comes at the most trying to do a Rubik's time. Cube. Yeah. And, and then, uh, what was his name? Zachary Taylor, Taylor or whatever. It's Taylor. And it gets, You're you thinking of Zachary Ty Bryan from no, Home Improvement. <laughs> there are two goddamn presidents. Shut up. <laughs> Um, the, they, uh, he, he you know, has them throw the Rubik's Cube over and he f- solves it in like yeah. 30 seconds because mm-hmm. he's a genius. And right. other guys are like, one guy's playing a uh, crossword puzzle and one guy's throwing a knife like almost at his head. Sure. That's what yeah. Megaforce does. And that, so that's, all, that's, that's all set up for a joke because the force. The, he's talking about the who starred in some movie as an Indian chief, blah, oh, blah, blah, God. blah. And then like kind you know, of a good joke, ab- but not about their they're about to jump out of the plane, and like literally all the guys are jumping out of the planes out of one plane, just the guys, yeah. and then the other plane apparently is all the vehicles. All, all the guys in the vehicles are going to jump out in the vehicles with parachutes, but which whole, is awesome. That whole setup mm-hmm. is just because like right before they jump out of the plane, he's like, oh, it was Montgomery Clift or whoever it was, Burt Lancaster, Burt Lancaster, whatever, Lancaster. <laughs> yeah, and then they're, they're well, no, no. <laughs> he's, he's like, oh, I know that clue you were looking for was Burt Lancaster. So Lancaster clue, and he's like, hey, and who's that Indian chief that he played? And he's like, yeah, it's Geronimo. And they <laughs> jump out of the plane. Great joke. Not uh, a great joke. Jokes. Good job. <laughs> so then they they jump. spend Welcome about five minutes die. worth of footage of jumping dune buggies and jeeps yeah. and mm-hmm. but wait now and b- motorcycles before this mission riding took off the delta mark force yeah. yeah but before this mission took off is when we got introduced to the greatest greeting slash goodbye sign you've ever oh, seen oh yes. yes which is which is him saying goodbye to lady girl pants yeah. and zara it's just basically if you could just picture kissing your thumb and then giving the other person a thumbs up sign that's totally it. awesome with a Barry Bostwick grin yes. accompanying it. Yeah, and like if he could wink and they could animate a twinkle in his eye when he would do it. Oh, he didn't need it. <laughs> he did not need it. This ain't no Doc Savage. This is Barry fucking Bostwick. Yeah, Barry Bostwick is a dandy fellow in this movie. <laughs> he naturally has <laughs> he a twinkle a in his eye. <laughs> dandy fellow. But we are going to be doing this all the time. Just strangers. To and, each other. <laughs> at Arby's. <Yep>. And <laughs> Ringing the bell. Right. Yeah. Just, you know. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised no movie has stolen that. You would think Yet. something would have come along. And, Yet. And, yeah, it's true. Give it time. So, anyway. yeah, so, so, yeah, he does that. And right. this is when they all land on the ground. Yep. And the, Henry Silva's busy playing chess with his guy. With the and guy. then... So, they come rolling up. And for whatever reason... 
little timer pops up in the bottom right hand corner of the screen. Four minutes. Four yep. minutes. And it starts ticking down. I guess they, to show exactly how efficient they were. Right. And they roll into town and blow this town the fuck up. Yeah, because that's States. what they were going to do in four minutes. For and four minutes, they destroy this yeah. town. It, I mean, and it's literally, I, I don't care where it's supposed to be in the movie. It's a little tiny Mexican town. I mean, it's completely sure. Mexican architecture. Yeah. yeah. But they, they blow the hell up out of this town. Rockets, stunts. Well, they're doing like tank or two. They're doing individual attacks and rockets and stunts and, and stuff like that. But then like they just eventually just launch a car into a power plant or something. Well, yeah, and One guy's car gets a little bit damaged and like the guy control guy who's actually Hal Needham, right. as you said, in the plane, yeah. says, get out of the car. I'm going to remote control detonate it. <laughs> yes. And so like the very last thing they do is he drives this dune buggy into the church or whatever. And it just the whole town just the whole town. it destroys <laughs> it. Yeah. And as you said, you're like, well, why didn't you lead with that? <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. Why well, the hell did you wait until last yeah. to do that? Just drop one one remote control car, <laughs> yeah. drive it into whatever building that was. Mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. You're done. Instead, yeah. they've just got 60 of them driving around on dirt bikes yeah. and wow. dune buggy. Just, just use the one full-size RC XD and you're yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess Megaforce has to justify their $60 billion a year budget and oh, give the boys only something to $60 do. Billion? At least, yeah. $60 trillion? And $82. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, the, yeah. the point is... They, for four minutes, this little and then, timer is yeah, in the corner. It hits zero, and they're yeah. they're riding out of the town. It's like, yep, good job, everybody. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And then rather than get back on the plane, they go to like this desert base thing, the refueling station. Yeah, yeah, that mm-hmm. was the plan. It, yeah. That was part of the forty-five minutes. It's the rendezvous point. Rendezvous. Right. Yeah. The, yeah, they were going to rendezvous, the refuel, and then they were expecting to be chased over the border by the Henry Silva's group. Right. Yeah. And instead, then, Henry Silva it, just flies up yeah, in a helicopter. It gets really weird at this point because, like, yeah, so this confused. is the point where we're like, what the is going well, on he, he briefly had a thing like uh, they, when they were talking about who the bad guy is and here's his profile a psych profile and barry best just pacing back and forth and like reads the guy's entire life story and he goes because i know him well mm-hmm. he, he sort of gives this little speech like something bad happened as a result of him or in between them or something but it was so sort of dull that i not one detail stuck with me but the theme of it was enough to be like they don't like each other that that mm-hmm. to me was like, don't worry, I'll take care of this guy. We have a history. Yeah, like they were friends. Something happened. Yeah, whatever. But and then Henry Silva just flies in on a helicopter and gets out, and just like, hey, yeah. hey. <laughs> and they hug and they're just hey, like, hey, what are you, you doing you here? Just hey. my village. Oh, all right, you old fucker. And they're like, for fifteen minutes, we're just sitting there, like, what is happening? The bad guy's here, and how come no one's reacting to this? And yeah, and they're just like, hey, what's up, man? It's like, hey, check out your stuff, and hey, and hey. you got my lighter, and oh. hey. Got drunk. Oh, you remember that night? No, you wouldn't remember. You gave me your lighter. And then that's when Lady Pants and Lord British <laughs> fly in because they've gotten news that basically mission over. You got to bail, mm-hmm. and they land and they're like, "Hey, you got him." And Ace is like, "Uh, no, you mean this guy? Oh, this guy. Me and him, yeah. we go away." I kept waiting for like Ace to go now, and they all just jump him and get uh-huh. him. But <laughs> nope, that was not the plan. The plan was just to be like, "Hey." But then British pants like basically goes, "You know, I got some bad news," and he's like, "And Henry Silver character like, yeah, I know what you got bad news about. If you don't tell him, I'm going to tell him." <laughs> yeah, right. he's like pumped. He's yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. tell the him. Fuck Ace. We over. all know except Ace. Tell him. Yeah. Tell him." And it's basically like you <laughs> did such a good job that invading this country that we're not supposed to invade that. Now everybody knows, and if you come back home, it's going to be considered an act of war unless we disown you, basically. Yeah. And so you're stuck here. You're on your own. Yeah. And Henry Silva's like, ha, 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 ha. see yeah. ya. <laughs> yeah, well, basically, well, he's, he's basically like, like, hey, come surrender to me yeah. here. Yeah, surrender right? over here. Well, like, if you surrender, like, we'll capture all your guys, but I'll let you go. And he's yeah. like, you don't understand the meaning of team. Right. 
blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and gives a little 80s piece. There's no he's like, mega force in <laughs> team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I'm going to have all my tanks waiting here. You know. I'm Zeb Brennigan. <laughs> yeah. Space captain. So, yeah, and then he basically tells British Pants and the chick to fuck off. And so they, they fly off, and, and he's like, okay, team meeting. Uh, we could all break apart and try to get across team the border meeting. on our own. Well, boss, no, we ain't going to do that because I get lost, so that ain't an option. Ha <laughs> teamwork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're all one. And he, and he sort goes, of well. gets a little misty, and he's like, well. Well, boys, the other the other option is to sneak up from behind and, <laughs> and show them em. our megaforce. <laughs> <laughs> Penetrate them with our megaforce. Yes. Right. Mm. Yeah, because he has figured out that they're hiding out in this dried out lake bed, and he's like, there's a secret path behind them. And sure. We'll sneak up. Because Dr. Megapants said that there's a th- he did his topographical doodad thingamabob and yes dr megapants dr, dr. Ma- dr. megapants mm-hmm. he's a Mega Man villain i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's the shittiest one I'm dr megapants <laughs> so yeah then it's just like okay we're gonna we're gonna fly in the two transports who will have two minutes to land and wait for us to get there and distract them at the same time and we're we'll roll up behind them and distract them long enough to get past them and then to the planes also blow them up mm-hmm. right yeah. mm-hmm Rather than use any of the other vast amounts of desert all around. Right. Not just go or over there to where there aren't a bunch of tanks, <laughs> but sneak up behind them. Apparently, they were cleared to come back across the border as long as it was via plane. Sure. I guess. Planes sure. do not violate the no. Geneva Convention. Yeah. I or something. Know. Whatever. But yeah, once again, something in this movie doesn't make sense. Sure. sure. I would have guessed. But their, their, their tactic for sneaking it behind them is they have... Apparently, they have Prius motors on all of their vehicles. They go into they, electric mode, yeah. which is silent mode, which is basically remove sound from film. Yes. <laughs> and and just also, like the score. also slightly also slow motion. Slow motion. Yeah. yeah. And so they sneak up and <laughs> lots of explosions happen. They launch yeah. everything yes. on every vehicle. Yes. Yeah. First, the tanks unload on the two on the planes. Because yes. one, one plane's like, fuck this. <laughs> I got to yeah. go. We're out. Yeah, they blew open our fuel door. <laughs> yeah. We got to go. Time so, to go. Yeah. One lands and then they're all focused on go get the plane. And then right. all of a sudden, like I said, Megaforce, Megaforce comes up behind Launches them. everything. Like, I mean, this is. Fire all of your guns. 40, yes. 60 vehicles. I don't know if everybody has their own vehicle, but it, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. And I mean, whatever they're using for these fake missiles. They are pretty badass. Would you I mean, like me to tell you? All right, sir. There is uh, Estes rockets, the little model rockets. I don't they know. If, like I them. don't know if it was Estes model yeah. rockets, but there was a model rocket company in Missouri that made the missiles that they used. Yeah, and they, the producer or director, was so impressed with their long range accuracy that they went and reshot some of the scenes to take advantage of that. All right. Yeah, fact. All we know is there are well-researched fact. There are me. like Good, forty sir. vehicles in a line, yeah, and they all <laughs> launch all four missiles at once, yeah. And then so they all you them see again. are one hundred and fifty <laughs> yeah. white constant. trails of smoke, yeah. mm-hmm. of and, missiles, and like tracer rounds because they're shooting the guns yeah. too. Yep. I mean, it's everything. They and, unload I mean, everything. None of this looks cheap or fake at all. I mean, no. obviously these missiles aren't hitting anything and exploding, but. They are definitely shooting a projectile. It looks awesome. It does look pretty good. I mean, they, it, you know, it, it's good stunt work, good use of practical effects. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's all very nicely done. And they're doing a lot of explosions on the tanks as yeah. these things are hitting. Just mm-hmm. fucking up and some tanks. And then they get close and, and they start firing lasers at them that sure. blow yes, up they the do. tanks. They have lasers, too. Yep. Because, sure. Why not? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they basically just, like I said, they unload everything. Mm-hmm. 
and get up and kind of just go past the tanks, which are now kind of crippled and confused and <laughs> right. smoke everywhere because of all the shit that was exploding. And well, they're kinda, facing one way and the guns yeah. are another way and the tanks mm-hmm. can't function and like they're that. they're like, ah, I don't know. And so they go zipping past and then <laughs> some, uh, somebody, there's a conversation somewhere along the way where they basically go, hey, they can see us landing and get ready to take off. What are we going to do? And all of the vehicles simultaneously unleash smoke trails. Right. Colored smoke yes. trails. Colored smoke trails. Basically live action Tron. Yeah. <laughs> and they even go to a helicopter shot of it. Of like 50 oh, bikes. And it's fucking glorious. <laughs> yeah. It is awesome because like some are red, some are yellow, some are blue, some yeah. are green. It's, all sorts of colors are just trailing behind these things. And that's that's I mean, my favorite shot in the movie. My yeah. favorite shot, shot in... Maybe any movie. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> <It's>, well <laughs> you, did, you did skip one thing with Barry Bostwick. Okay, when he jumps the jeep, when he stun oh, jumps right, one right, of the right, tanks, right, right. And, and, just they, and they cut to a you know a green screen of him on the bike where he just casually tosses a grenade at it. Yeah, right into the right into the, the manhole. Yeah. yeah, whatever you're going to call it, the hatch. Like, yeah, but, I mean it's there the most go. casual dropping of a grenade yeah. you've ever seen. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. and there we go. Yeah, for for a guy who is doing a stunt jump on a bike over a tank in the middle of a battle, he's just like, eh. <laughs> have this grenade here you go here you go I yeah. got you a grenade I got an extra toss. here special like delivery <laughs> like tossing a guy a beer in a you know in yeah. a beer commercial yeah, sure. yeah. Hey, have everybody. a pineapple here you go here we go <laughs> yeah but so everybody is getting away because now the tanks can't shoot at the plane because they can't see it because of all the smoke mm-hmm. and but somehow they, Barry Bostwick's they do clip him somehow yeah and he goes flying flies off the bike yeah, yeah. Which allows him to then, when Henry Silva and Tank roll up on him, he jumps up on top, knocks on the, <laughs> the door. With his gun. And Henry yeah. Silva just pokes his head out like, Hey, Ace! Ace. <laughs> and Ace gives him that dumbass speech of... Yeah, where he says, uh, The good guys always win. Even, even in, the in the 80s. 80s. Yeah. Clank. <laughs> where he's just like, I, w- I just wanted you to know. Right. Yeah. And then... Yeah. Hops on his bike. (laughs) Jumps down, hops on his bike, and is trying to chase down the plane where, at this point, everyone has hopped off their bikes and their dune buggies and everything else and run into the back of the plane. Right. Mm -hmm. And Dallas, you know, is getting all flustered. Like, well, the two minutes is almost over. They got to go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course, because all the smoke, they can't see if he's there. Mm-hmm. So. But he's fast and furiously riding on his bike through the smoke. And eventually he says, We got to take off. So the guy in the plane's like, All right, taking off. Yeah. Taking off with the door and, open in the back. Yeah. yeah. So they're yeah. taking off and then like they're 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 twenty feet off the ground maybe and yeah. he sees him coming up on the bike, basically. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, Slow down, yeah, land it, so land, get on. Yeah. And like, then the nah. pilot's like, I'm not a magician, I'm a pilot. <laughs> right. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> Dr. McCoy lines in this movie mm-hmm. of but, I'm not a I'm a this. <laughs> yeah. But this begins the, there was a there was a little bit of preemptiveness for this because when he was talking to Egg, this doctor of science pants or whatever you call him. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> he said Cute. something about like yeah, yeah he basically said something like he, he just comes up to Barry Boswick all excited he's like I got it working I got it working and he's like you just push one button and then the other button and then he doesn't say what it is but okay I wonder what that was yeah. about okay, so nice. it, this comes back and all of a sudden he yeah. engages the super secret device yeah this begins the most glorious scene in the movie and possibly in movie history yeah it's because uh, two fins come down either side of the motorcycle yep and become little tiny wings yes and then takes off i mean it literally like becomes a jet engine and the motorcycle starts slowly lifting into the air well the shot cuts to him on a on a obviously stationary bike on a green screen which he just sort of throws himself back on and then Mm -hmm. they project him leaving the ground Mm -hmm. and he is flying (laughs) on his bike and he is so happy 
to be flying. Oh, God. He is just like... Everyone in the plane is happy he's flying. <laughs> well, yeah, because like Michael Beck is basically like, you don't have to worry about landing in the plane. Just keep it steady. <laughs> yeah. Just keep yeah. it steady. Doing, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> and they're all just and, like... And like, the reaction shot to the dudes on the plane is pretty amazing because like they cut to the, to the token black guy and he's just like... Oh! And the other guy's <laughs> all like, of them oh. are like... Yeah. But I mean, we were fucking awesome. Fucking jet bikes. I mean, and and Barry Bostwick (laughs) is—they just cut to direct shot of his face where he's on the front of the bike, and he's just like. Yeah, <laughs> orgasm yes! face, totally. Just like I cannot believe I'm doing this. And then you get a total O face as he does a slow barrel Very roll. Slow barrel roll. <laughs> it is among the worst effects I've ever seen. It's but glorious. that also makes it among the best effects I've ever seen. Yep. But what's it's not terrible until he makes contact yes, with the plane. Yes, it is. It's all terrible. No, no, no. It's terrible the That's, entire it time. Is, yes. it's, it is. We, okay. It is bad. We were crying. We were laughing <laughs> I'm just saying, so hard. It, it, it you is, can't dispute that. No, I will say it is bad. Yeah. It becomes terrible when he makes contact with the plane. Right. Because he is on a jet bike that is on a trajectory that is catching up with the plane. Yeah. And as it's... He literally lands the bike inside the plane. It's not like he jumps out and no. yeah. hits the plane he or anything. He just lands it. But the bike is moving like i can't even describe how yeah. slowly into yeah. the plane yeah, yeah it just kind of and, and just, just, just kind of goes Hunk. yeah <laughs> yeah but i mean that, but the winning the winning part of all that Holy is shit. he gets off the bike and they're like fuck yeah <laughs> you did it ace and he just gives this look like fuck yeah i did yeah, he poses and he, he's he, like well, this sort of like he leaps <laughs> off of the bike grabs something on at the top of the plane pulls himself over the front of the bike mm-hmm. yeah. lands and then strikes his fucking pose like <laughs> yeah. and just what gives that bitches? Shit. Yeah, he like just a, gives like a Vegas magician grin he's yeah. just like Shut up. i just did that yeah. I, I will tell you i can describe this because he has the hair that matches what he does is the the final move that Swayze does in the in the uh, Chippendales dance thing, like yes. like, <laughs> yep, yeah. like the yep. final flare of yep. a Chippendales dance. He's like, yeah, yeah. with a beard, with, with yeah. the Swayze beard. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. It's 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 a beautiful it's a beautiful thing. I uh, Harlow and I were crying. We were laughing so hard. I was choking. I I, 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 I was dying. I thought I was, I was about absolutely to my notebook and my hat. <laughs> I, I was just I stomping on the floor. My head I could not control myself. Yeah. I think I saw the white light at the end of the tunnel for a second. I was choking and laughing <laughs> yeah. so hard. Yeah. What a way to go. <sighs> and then and then, <laughs> and then they cut to British yes. General British. Pants uh-huh. yeah. giving some speech about, oh, well, we're sorry that they couldn't make it. And then all of a sudden the plane <laughs> is flying in. Yeah. And they're like, oh, they're back. They're back. And Barry they've, Bostwick has turned the bike around. And they've restocked it with missiles. Yes. Mm-hmm. Restocked the missiles. <laughs> And he blows up their helicopter, yeah. his personal helicopter. Right? Like, yeah, he the barely, general's personal yeah. helicopter. Because they had a little story before about how he had air conditioning, yeah, everything, and shag carpet installed on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he loves that helicopter, and yeah, so, so he spent a lot of time in that yeah, helicopter. Yeah. He basically so tells him everything. Ah. What comes around goes around. Yeah, blows the fuck out of that helicopter, and then Zara, the chick, is there and like, oh, and he does the. They do the kiss thumbs up thing. Kiss but, thumbs up, and then freeze frame. freeze frame on him giving the <laughs> grin with the thumbs up. Yep, and. And then cut credits. To credits, or not even cut to credits, just pan him, push him over to the side of the That's film, right. and then credits scrolling, oh. and then is retreated to B-roll of all mm-hmm. the stunts previously, mm-hmm. which straight. is fine by me. I watch all the stunts yep. again, and then yep. they reshow the scene at the very end of the credits. They reshow <laughs> the scene where he knocks on the tank and mm-hmm. says, "In the '80s, good guys win." Yeah, and they, they freeze frame on another grin of him. Yes, and pop the end. Yeah, on yep. top of it. Well, 
they've done us a service because basically you can start watching this movie from the beginning of the final battle through the end credits. That's all you need to see. That's everything you need to see conveniently pieced together for you. You skip the first hour and 20 minutes. So, Mm -hmm. okay. (laughs) Let's rate it. The only reason to watch the first hour and 20 minutes. The costume is the costume. Yes. Fabulous. And also, there's the theme from Megaforce over the closing credits, which is literally titled Somebody Megaforce. Somebody singing about Megaforce. Right. Yes. And speaking of that, I vote Stargrove. For that song, yes. For the song, absolutely. And for the tender love theme mm-hmm. from Megaforce. Yeah. Which is not titled <laughs> Love Theme from Megaforce. Should be. Sadly. Aww. What's it called? Jumping from Plane? <laughs> I don't even know what it was, but okay. it's not, not that. Okay. Not listed. Well, I hereby known as Love Theme from Megaforce. Yes. yes. Okay. Stargrove, officially. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. I thought all the music was... There was a lot of funky music throughout. There's some good 80s synth going on. Yeah, but it almost seemed like it never got going. Like, it it would kick off like, okay, this is going to be badass and funky, and then it would just trail off. That's because a lot of times there was awkward cuts in the movie. Sure. Okay. Sure. More or less a solid Stargrove, at least. Yeah, sure. For having a Just for the song. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I can rate this. Go ahead. I am ready. Go ahead. I am going to give it three jocks, and I have to stress... That this is the highest three jocks I can possibly give. And that is because <laughs> uh-huh. the last 20 minutes and peppered throughout the rest of the movie are extremely strong moments. There is just at least an hour of boring as shit. Yes. And so That's three is where I'm at, too. I, I just have to stress that like this is a three jocks, but a wholeheartedly recommended three jocks, like probably higher than most any other three jocks I've ever given. Mm hmm. I, I can agree with that. And yeah, it's just one of those you have to stick with it. Yes. Because the payoff is more than worth it. It's like that last 20 minutes is out of another movie, practically. Yeah, it's out of a good movie. <laughs> with, but God, that scene of him on the bike, that's like a two jock scene right there. I, I swear to God, that scene is so amazing in how bad it is. I'm saying that all these things at the end pulled this movie out of like bags territory. I mean, there are moments of it where it's like, haha, that's funny. And that's a crazy costume. And I like, I like this, but it's in a terrible movie. Mm-hmm. And all of these things, I mean, literally elevated out of probably being a one bag movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's, I'm just saying that's how strong this ending and that feeling yeah. that you end with mm-hmm. is. So I disagree that it was bags before then. Mm, yeah, I, I mean, it was like a one jocks movie before then, but maybe those yeah. last few scenes jump it up. I yeah, mean, I was almost yeah. at a four, well, but I think a three is more reasonable. Yeah. It started off pretty okay. We're in the starting in one jocks territory, which is not bad. No. That 300 minutes in between. <laughs> yes. The Lawrence of Arabia moment of right. the film that takes yeah. two hours of nothingness. That had dropped it down significantly in, in my ratings. I was probably at a, was closing in on two bags mm-hmm. at one point. Mm-hmm. And then the last glorious explosion of violence, um, <laughs> ramped it up to a three jocks movie. It's, it's not necessarily a high three jocks movie because that middle part really, really drags on for me. Yeah. But, um, that helicopter shot of, 60 vehicles trailing smoke of different colors. Just incredible. Mm-hmm. Best best thing ever recorded in cinema. <laughs> in the entire mm-hmm. history of anything. Yeah. And I will say, you know, 1982, Year of the Flying Bikes, because mm-hmm. you had this, you had E.T. I mean... Well, and this was dead in the summer of 1982. And also, dead is right. It made nothing. Um, well, yeah, because, like, people were watching The Thing and... E.T. 
the greatest summer and, movie yeah. Yeah, movies I mean, ever. Conan. And yeah, God. ever. Star Trek too. I again, this is one of those movies that I wish we had half steps in our ratings. I I I cannot in good conscience go above a two jocks on this. I I give it almost like a jocks and a half for everything at the end, and then half a jocks for just the the costumes along the way. Um, I, I I am very unforgiving. I I can't look past the giant chunk of nothingness that this movie has called the second act. Mm-hmm. Like I, they're saying words, and I'm guessing they're plot words, but none of them are registering in my brain. They might as well be speaking another language because it's so boring. I none of it is registering. Like none of it. I'm looking at it. I know they're actors. I know they're speaking dialogue, but not one plot point is sticking with me. I, I yeah, just and, and I've seen really this twice any. now. I've seen it twice. Yeah, I just I can't look past the the just sleep inducing middle section of this movie. And and to say middle section, it Literal sounds like sleep. Yeah, I mean, to, to say middle section, it sounds like the middle 30 minutes, but it's more like the middle 50 minutes or so. I mean, there is just a long stretch of, OK, we've we've got the, the build up to this movie. We know what it's going to be about. Uh, they're just hanging out doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, OK, here comes the battle. Oh, they're just talking again. Uh, you know, so I mean, it's it's so much potential, and I mean, you know, the stunt work is great, and the effects are really good, and goddamn, that stunt at the end is so goddamn hokey and dumb that it laps itself and becomes the greatest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I can just say that bike, that flying bike, is mm-hmm. like the reason we do this fucking podcast. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. Like scenes like that, especially like the activation, and then right up into the liftoff scene before it goes into the CG. Yeah, just. Well, just glorious. the anticipation in the room of, is this about to happen? Is this really what's... Because we were all figuring, like, he's going to drive up to the plane. Yeah, we thought he was going to, like, jump pop a wheelie in. and get in. Yeah, or something. or something like Not turn his bike into a jet and do a barrel well, roll. When we saw the fin, <laughs> when we saw the fins drop, oh, yeah. that was fucking mask, yeah. if anyone remembers that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that was exactly what I thought <laughs> of, too. That's exactly what it was. So. Mask with... Probably they watched Megaforce and were like, there's our next toy line. Yep. <laughs> There were actually Megaforce toys. I had one. Really? I had like the 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 daytime colored uh, Jeep, and it was just mixed in with all my other Hot Wheels. And yeah, Hot Wheels made a a complete well, not, maybe not a complete line, but Hot Wheels made a line, and there was some helicopter thing that yeah, also it was did like a it, was, line. it was conceptualized, but it was never in the movie or something. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Right. So let's uh, let's take a break so we can talk about some other things in the second half, huh? All okay. right. Sounds good. I'll do that. Welcome back. Hey, Bampcast. Hey, the Bamp It's cast. the second half. Hey. All right. <laughs> so let's talk about some movies. Let's okay. do it. I think Mackie and I saw a new movie. We Ooh, did. Congratulations. Oh. We saw it separately. Uh-huh. Oh. You saw it together Did you separately. see it in 3D? I did not. Oh. Oh, did, did you? you? I did. Okay. Okay. It's Men <laughs> that Black, was the only showing. Men in Black 3, and in your case, Men in Black 3D. It is. How was the third installment no one asked for? Better than the second one. Mm-hmm. All right. A lot better. <laughs> okay. It's not hard to do, but yes, it's better. Huh. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those weird movies that it's like you, there's so many little things that if you wanted to nitpick it, you could just destroy it completely and tear it apart. Mm-hmm. But 
there's a certain charm that it has about it that carries it through the whole movie. And to me, it's very similar to the first one in that regard. Cause the first one is one of those where I just, it's just a fun light popcorn movie type thing mm-hmm. with some goofy effects and, you know, some decent one liners. And this is very much what this one is. And maybe it's just cause I'm a sucker for time travel movies, but I just enjoyed it a lot. But it's also strange in that there are so many people that are in it for only a scene and then they're gone and they're never referenced again. So it's kind of odd in that there are so many people that show up for what ex- what amount to extended cameos Yeah, in quite a bit of it, but I don't know. Are they all so. time travel related cameos? Like here's a famous person as a famous person. Well, you know, Bill Hader's in the trailer as Andy Warhol. Okay. And I appreciate where they go with that to basically say Andy Warhol was full of shit and had no talent, <laughs> which that's my stance on Andy Warhol. All so, right. <laughs> um, yeah, they kind of have fun with that. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot of the jokes fall really flat, but a lot of the little tiny things like in the background or just little side stuff that you don't know if the actors improvised them or what, but there's some shit that is absolutely hilarious in that. Yeah. Like, like when Will Smith sees the, there's basically a group of black Panthers. He walks by at one point and just what happens there is hilarious. Just the way he plays that scene. I won't even give it away, but it's just, but it's one of those like two second things where it's just like part of he's walking by and he just, they do this little thing and it's just, there's little touches like that all over the place, hmm. but all the scripted stuff is like, eh, like, you know, they were going for something funny, but it's just a lot of it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, as as a humor movie, there was only one thing that I mean that that moment that you're describing was pretty f- funny, and there was one bit of physical comedy I thought was absolutely brilliant. And but it, it's weird. It's like I almost found this movie interesting in a a quasi sweet way uh, it, at parts, and um, it gets shockingly heartfelt. Yeah. in the third act, and, like but it's because it's so glib before that, right? And then suddenly it's like. Here we go. This is like sentimental and kind of affecting. And you're like, yeah. wait, what is this doing in Men in Black? <laughs> right. And, but the, the strange thing about it is there, there's a there's a tone or a specific scene in the first one that always resonated with me because it, it's something that I've always tried to explain. And it's it's a hard thing to explain. I've only seen it done really well, really twice. One was in a book and the other one is in Men in Black. And it's and it's the idea of with infinite you know, bignesses in the universe, there's also infinite mm-hmm. smallness. And they do that by that, the shot of the, the, you know, the galaxy that's on Orion's belt, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, pulling back and showing that our universe is just this tiny thing in another person's universe. Mm-hmm. And that's a marble on a beach. Right. And I just thought that was like a really nice touch. And I, I mean, I remember seeing that and going like, okay, there's a thing I was trying to explain. It just, I was actually having this conversation with somebody and they were like, I don't even mm-hmm. understand what you're talking about. And then that movie happened. I was like that right there. That is what I'm trying to explain. Mm-hmm. And You're going to talk about the Met scene, aren't you? Kind of, because I mean that that's another thing about. There's a character in the movie called Griffin, and he is like this. They call him a fifth dimensional alien. I don't think this is a spoiler type of thing at all, but like it's like he doesn't live in one reality. He sees all possible realities yeah. at once. And so, like when Ow. he first, huh? brain. Ow. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's really yeah. cute, and it's I think re- about that way too much. It's really cute, yeah. and it's really charming the way that they they portray this you know complex physics thing basically mm-hmm. quantum physics basically and then like to have this character that's that's funny and quirky and and, and interesting and like how he's always like oh yeah well this is going to happen in, unless this doesn't happen or this does happen and 
throughout scene yeah. by scene. It's like he's predicting the future, but not quite because it's like based on these little tiny actions that well, dictate yeah, which reality just, he's perceiving. Yeah, right he'll now. ask me. He's like, "Well, did you have chocolate milk today?" You know, and then it'll go. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, good. Then we don't have to worry about that." Yeah, <laughs> you know, like like <laughs> it's that kind of thing yeah. where. But I, I loved that character because it, it took that little tiny moment of of complex things broken down to a simple day to day kind of mm-hmm. character and thing that you can relate to and just carried it out to a larger portion of this movie. And so for that, I appreciated that out of the movie more than anything else. Hmm. Yeah. And there's a really terrific scene they have with him mm-hmm. involving the 69 Mets and how they were like basically supposed to be statistically eliminated, but right. then they came back and actually won the world series and just, he goes through all the coincidences that have to happen for something mm-hmm. like that to happen. And it's just a very, it's one of those scenes where you're like, this is out of a much better movie. Like, yeah. you know, and it's kind of like, what is this doing in this movie? So there's weird bits of smartness mixed in to this sort of broad. Oh yeah. There's bits of comedy. fantastic filmmaking showing up in this, but it's little chunks of it. Hmm. Cause I mean, this is this movie, they were rewriting it yeah. on set yeah. right? and a time travel movie. That's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. You sort of need to map that stuff. And out. there's a whole, <laughs> you know, like, especially in the very end, there's a whole lot of in- inconsistent stuff that, Mm-hmm. Anyone who thinks about time travel movies and goes like, oh, well, the, the rule with time travel movies is you can do certain things as long as you're consistent with them. Right. Like if this Play happens, by your own rules. if this, yeah, if this happens early on, it's allowed to happen later. Right. If, you know, you specifically say this can't happen that way, then, you know, and they just kind of near the end, they just break a bunch of the rules just for the sake of getting to making the end. it work. Oh, okay. You know? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> a ba- yeah. Basically of getting to the end. Okay. It's kind of like. When, yeah. when you're doing time travel, you're like, well, wouldn't there be three of him there at that time if he kept time traveling around? You know, that sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. Yeah, kinda... and I think one of, one of the problems that I, I got to be honest, I barely remember the second Men in Black because I, I was so not impressed by it yeah. that I seem to remember one of the problems being, and as much as I love Tommy Lee Jones, it was like they just tried to play too much of the straight man, funny man thing, and it was just it got mm-hmm. old and stale by the second one. Mm-hmm. And I think by pulling him out of this one for most of the movie... Really worked mm-hmm. because younger Tommy Lee Jones is is he's he's copycatting him. You know, Josh Brolin is copycatting him, but he's kind of different in 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 a, in a way that you could perceive somebody being when they're younger and not as jaded or sure. cynical or anything. And so I just think it works better. It's like it's just enough of a shakeup that it's it makes it a more interesting movie by plucking him out of it. Yep. So hmm. and 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 little little performances are great. Like Jermaine Clement as the bad guy just totally works for me. Mm-hmm. So. But anyway, but he's like unrecognizable. Yeah. I mean, this is like the the theme that I'm picking up from people's reactions from this movie is basically like, uh, do we need this? And then they see it and it's like, hey, that wasn't terrible. That was actually pretty decent. Well, it helps great, that but basically everybody had really low expectations. for. It. I guess that's, yeah. you know, it's it's a big help. And then it's like, oh, well, it's actually kind of good. You yeah. know, it's not going to change anybody's world, no. but it's I don't I'm not like, damn it. Why did I watch that? Yeah. I mean, I. Mean, I, I I would rank it as like if, you know, if you are one of those people that needs a bottom line, I would say wait to rent it, you know, or wait to red box it, wait to watch it on TV because you're not going to get a lot out of the theater experience. I mean, yeah, there's worth some, a matinee, may, maybe worth a matinee. I mean, w- the way I saw it, it, you know, it was the really good projection and sound. So, I mean, there mm-hmm. were parts where it's like, oh, that's, you know, that looks good. That's entertaining. Yeah. You know, but I, I did. I went to the matinee. I was like, yeah, time not totally wasted. And, <laughs> and I, the 3D did don't bother. Yeah. Was it, it shot it, in three D? Nope. Okay. Yeah. So don't bother. Boo. I just that was the only showing that was available, and luckily, uh, apparently on Tuesday nights it was on a discount. 
Yeah. I didn't even realize that. So. Yeah, some nights there's this weird like Tuesdays are six dollar night or. Yeah, it was like basically the same price as a regegular ticket. So I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. Woohoo! I'll watch it. Awesome. But yeah, Three I mean it's Tuesdays. It's all right. <laughs> if you like the first one, you'll probably like this one. Great. So there <laughs> yeah. you go. Yeah, it's 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 the sequel it deserved originally. I would say. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Chuck. Mm-hmm. You watch some movies. Yeah, watch it. You movies. watched a boatload of movies. I watched you went like movie crazy. Six dude. or seven movies. I've been watching a lot of movies, but I don't feel the need to talk about them. What did yeah. you see though? Give us some capsule reviews. I'm gonna Chuck. talk real quick about some movies. Okay. Like, like Hit us with your best shot. Like The Rock. Fire the Rock. Rock. That movie is He's fan- awesome. Fantastic. No, not the actor, the oh. Michael Bay movie before oh, Michael yeah. Bay lost his damn mind. Yeah, back he, when can he can make, make a coherent movie. Really good action movies. But, but no, I, The Rock is solid, dude. It still holds up. Still holds up. I mean, there, there's that little, there's a goof that that mine cart under Alcatraz weird foundry thing that they're in at one point is weird, and y- you kind of want to go, uh, really? But I don't even remember that scene. Anymore. It's so goofy. It's just they fall on, they fall through the floor at one point and land on some carts that go down like this Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom thing. And it, but I mean, there's there's so many familiar faces in that movie, like John C. McGinley being angry and I mean, just. You know, mm-hmm. I like angry John C. Ed Harris. You've you've got a, you've got a villain with a compelling case, and you've got tension within the ranks of the villains, and you've got you know two really superstar leads, and one of them is out of his goddamn mind. It's just such a great example of like mid '90s style and and action and dialogue and just everything about it holds up. That movie should be seen repeatedly, and if none of you have seen it. What the hell's wrong with you? Come on. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, but you know, that movie's, that movie's pretty awesome. Yeah. And it's very quotable. Oh, God. I'd even forgotten some of the lines. It, it, it's, it's weird watching it. They never explain it, but Nicolas Cage's character, for some reason, has an aversion to cursing, so he's saying weird, off-the-wall things instead of swearing. Are you sure you didn't watch it on network TV? No. Okay. It, it, there's, there's a breaking point he has in the movie where he starts swearing up a storm, but before okay. that he's saying... I don't remember much from the movie. So yeah, he's I, saying weird-ass not swears, and it's 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 very entertaining. Weird-ass not swears. Yeah. Also from the same era, I rewatched Seven uh, just because it's one of those movies that when you catch it's a seven, it... Seven, Evan. Huh? It's a seven, then. Seven, yes. Yeah, seven, 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 then. Right. <laughs> it pops up on cable and you're like, oh, Seven's on. I gotta start watching Seven. And then it's like... Oh, we're an hour into seven. I put the Blu-ray of seven in. That movie, it's it's funny watching the trailer for that movie and how they advertised it, and it just seems like another cops are chasing a serial killer, and there's some mm-hmm. there's some romance and some jokes in it. But no, this movie fucked shit up in the mid '90s, and and yep. movies are still trying to really emulate what it did, and they're not really getting it still to this day. That movie is twisted and fucked up and fucking brilliant in what it does. I love how little gore and other things they show. The gore is all like mainly in photographs and, and it's all flashes implied. and glimpses of just medical files and descriptions. And I mean, it is not a gross movie mm-hmm. unless you let your imagination take you to where the characters are describing stuff that has happened. Yeah, that, that's it's one of those I've already said, like my girlfriend's like, I always hear everyone talk about that movie. I'm like, you're not watching it. Because I know that it will give her nightmares. Oh, really? I could see that. Yeah, because they are so descriptive of the stuff yeah. that they don't show you that yeah. your brain always can come up with something significantly worse. Mm-hmm. And it does, yeah. especially with that movie. <laughs> so, yeah, th- that. 
I watched uh, the final cut of Blade Runner, which I was loaned. Thank you, the sir. The final cut? Yep. Yes. Uh, because there are 97 cuts of this movie. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the final one. Yes. Hopefully, until the next one. Well, that's the one with all like the fixed effect shots yeah. and like the dove doesn't fly into sunlight. And, right. You know. <laughs> Actually, I think it does. Does it on the final cut, too? Pretty I thought sure. they had changed it for that one. Mm. It flies Time to release a, a Final Cut Pro. Flies, I just watched it, too, because... Um, Having, I was having a conversation with T-Stroll, and we were talking about Prometheus, and that led into Ridley Scott making the Blade Runner sequel, and he goes, I've never seen Blade Runner. I'm like, I'll be right back. And- <laughs> yeah. That movie, I mean, that it, it is such an incredible visual experience. Story-wise, I, I, it's one of those movies that you have to give a lot of credit to for, for what it does, but it's also mm-hmm. hard to be so incredibly entertained by it because there have been a hundred movies since that have done a similar or almost exactly the same premise. It's not the fault of Blade Runner, but you just can't help to react to it that way because you have seen a similar premise a hundred times. It's like watching Bullet. You've seen car chases done a million times since Mm -hmm. and sometimes better, but you still have to give Bullet credit for doing what it did at the time. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting to see Harrison Ford almost act like he cares about acting because he's sort of acting in that movie, which is a rare experience. But he's also acting so odd. Like, sort of retarded. Hmm. 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 I don't know if I'd go with that, but... It, it just... His character seems... I, I, mean, I understand the arc that his character is going through, and I also understand the illusions that they're making about his character, depending on which cuts you watch. Mm-hmm. Um... It, it just seems like whenever there's a moment of violence and necessarily a moment of violence towards him, he gets this look on his face of like shock, but sort of like childlike shock. Like what the fuck just happened to me? It, it's almost like they've built this character to be like this total badass, but he's giving these reactions. Like he's never been in a situation where he's ever, there's ever been danger of any kind. And he's mm-hmm. shocked by it. it. It's, it's, it's odd to see, it sort of works within the story because of what the illusions are about his character yeah. and everything. I was going to say, we could have words that I won't have on here because <laughs> I don't like to spoil 30-year-old movies. No, I'm just saying, like, we could talk more about this in, in depth <laughs> that I don't want to sure. talk about. Well, there, there are quite a few people that just are like, yeah, I've always heard of Blade Runner, but never watched it. Yeah, well... And it's, it's not... I think a lot of people that come to it now kind of have... I, wanna, I almost want to say, like, the same experience I had with Princess Bride, where they're like... Is that the big deal? You know, because it's influential so significantly, but when you watch it today, you're just kind of like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I kind of get it. I mean, you I know? get what they were going for. I think pacing and story-wise, it's not entirely strong. I think its strength lies within the visuals and the just the universe yeah. that it's in, and the implications of the story, I think, are, are greater than the details of the story. Um, yeah, it's much more fun to talk about yeah, than to watch. Exactly, because the movie gives you surprisingly so little to go on that you really do have to sort of create your own backstory, middle, and resolution mm-hmm. to sort of like piece it all together, uh, which is fine. I mean, movies don't have to spell it all out. Yeah. Yes, they do. All right. <laughs> so, so are you going to watch all the other cuts now? No, I brought it back for you. Okay. You may, you may take it away. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well. Yeah. And then uh, I watched uh, Green Lantern. I've heard of that. Yeah. It's got superheroes in it, and it's not very good. You said there was a Red Vulcan? (laughs) (laughs) One of the lanterns is this Green Lantern, Howard Hughes-looking guy. 
Does he have an enormous airplane? Big head and Vulcan ears and red skin and Howard Hughes mustache and Mm -hmm. British accent. And it's whatever. You know, I have no knowledge of the comic book or anything, but it's like I had recorded this off cable and it's just Green Lantern hit record. And like 15, 20 minutes in, I was wondering if I had accidentally recorded one of those direct video animated things because it's just entirely CG world. The whole thing is just it, it, it literally at some point becomes just floating human heads in a CG universe of glowing bits of things. It's like there's no connection in this movie to anything in any kind of reality whatsoever. It's so it's so disconnected from even fantasy tropes that you could latch onto and and run with. It's like the, it it launches you into so much lore at the beginning. You if you are new to this universe, forget it. You are lost. Yeah. It's throwing names and and historical things at you and it's just like I I don't know. And you pick this guy, really? This guy's a twerp. Why did you pick this Ryan Reynolds character to to be this badass? Because he's dreamy. Apparently. That that is the running theme of the movie, is is dreamy people do extraordinary things mm-hmm. and ugly people are just ugly and useless Villains. and bad guys. Fill, filled with fear. Although Peter Sarsgaard, I will say, can scream like I haven't heard an actor scream in a long time. <laughs> he screams a lot in this he's movie. An impressive screamer. Like a little girl screaming constantly oh. there's at least six moments of him just screaming his head off and it's like it's like man they just let you go all out with that no one reined you in at all with the screaming hmm. I, I was i think you can watch it on your tv because it's good and green and yellow <laughs> it's not good <laughs> no it's not good but i mean it's 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 the color will look all the right color, the, it will not you will not be distracted by the great my yeah. broken tv will yeah can only watch your poor broken shitty TV. movies like Green Lantern. Right. <laughs> and the Green Hornet. Yeah. Oh, you can watch that too. Although that's better. Mm-hmm. Green Mile. It's much better. <laughs> yes, you watch the Green But surprisingly, all brown, that movie. Yeah. <laughs> like coffee. And then, <laughs> and then two comedies that weren't, weren't worth a shit at all, which is Bad Teacher and Hall Pass, which just... Which did you hate more? I, I think Bad Teacher was more deplorable. I, I think Hall Pass, just going into it, knowing how many times the Farrelly brothers have failed, it's just like, yeah, they failed again. Bad Teacher <laughs> was um, Jake Kasdan, who's done some good stuff. And th- the weird thing about Bad Teacher is that the entire supporting cast has great moments. Like, great, like they're in an entirely different movie. They have great moments. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, 95% of the movie is Cameron Diaz and her awful, awful character. That they shoehorn into this happy ending at the end, which makes no sense at all for Sweet. for anyone involved. But everyone else in the movie has these little moments like they're in their own separate movie. And mm-hmm. it's one of those movies where they've peppered every supporting character is someone you know from something. Mm-hmm. You know, Justin Timberlake and Jason Siegel and Thomas Lennon and, you know, people from Upright Citizens Brigade show up and all. Just all everyone in it has, shows up, does their bit and goes away. Hall Pass is just predictably bad. Just some bad premise acted badly with bad jokes, uh, jokes that are obviously worse than the performers giving them. Like, you know that the performers themselves would probably say something funnier if they were just given a chance to improvise. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it does have Stephen Merchant in it. And we were sort of joking about it on Twitter last night. And one of my friends came up with the theory that Stephen Merchant keeps doing all these shitty movies so that he can say he's the best thing in a lot of movies. So other people will say, but Stephen Merchant's great in that movie. It's almost like it, it boosts his self-worth to do all these shitty movies. So people can go, yeah, he's great. 
That kind of makes sense. <laughs> it's an interesting strategy if you think yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has a bit during the closing credits that that is worth seeing, but the rest of it is just embarrassingly bad. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was bad. It's just like I said, it was average, extremely average. Average, but almost it, it, offensively it, average. It almost gets insulting. It does in its preachiness and its 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 sort of. That's to me. That's that's ninety percent of comedies in the last twenty years, though. It's sure, just, but this this movie almost seems to serve the point of making couples leave the theater with the woman saying to the man, "You know that will never happen, right? Like I will never allow you to do that." Or something like, "If I gave you a hall pass, would you cheat on me?" You know, it's just, it's just it just seems like the the kicking oh, off point movie. to marital strife. It's just, I don't know. It, yeah. I don't know. It's just whenever I see Fairly Brothers movie and I see all their friends pop up in it, it just makes me angry. You know, it, make, it makes me angry that there are Chuck actors smash. not working because their douchebag friend who's now 60 years old and still wearing a sweater around his neck that shows up in every goddamn movie well, is still guy. getting a... You see him and it's just like, oh, that guy's in all these goddamn movies and he's not an actor and I'm tired of looking at him. He's always playing the same guy. So, I don't know. Maybe that one made me matter. <laughs> I don't know. They both suck. That's it. All right. All right. Happiness. Mm-hmm. Yay. Happiness for one. Suck. No, two movies. Two movies. Yes. Two, yeah. two, two out of six. Which I'd seen is, before. It's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep trying. Please do. Emails? Is just, email time or have I, you seen something? I would YouTube? like to rant about something. Oh, a rant. Yes. Is it about your weekend? Sweet. No. Oh, is it about bad about teacher? My, no. Um, or hall passes? Nope. Okay, it, is is it is about uh, Paramount pushing oh. my birthday movie oh, yeah. to oh, next fucking year. And that's right. That happened the day after we recorded last week. Yeah. To add three-dimensional spectacular crap. <laughs> that's not all. <laughs> and they're reshooting scenes and yeah. sh- adding To add more shit. Channing Tatum. Yeah. To my motherfucking birthday <laughs> movie, motherfuckers! <laughs> you took this away from me. And I'll never forget. That's right. Never forget. I will never, ever, ever forget. (laughs) Never forget that you stole my birthday from me, Paramount. You still have your birthday. So much money, too. Oh yeah, it's amazing how much money. I mean, there. It's that worries me in itself. Like that movie must have been fucked. They're done for them to do this. They're. I mean, for all intents and purposes, they're done shooting the movie. It was ready to go. I mean, it was, and they're. For one, done shooting the movie. B, every single fucking trailer for the last six months that you've seen for this movie. Mm-hmm. I've got, you know, you've got the Seven Nation Army dubstep version. <laughs> That's probably been cut. Ground in, yeah, probably <laughs> has been too. Just fucking ruin everything for me. Like, might as well take the rock out of the fucking movie too. No, no. I, I wouldn't be surprised if no, they fucking uh, did that because no. they're, Cause they're, they have no souls, no hearts. Because Forbes they, has already written that he's saving Hollywood one movie at a time, mm. so they they cannot <laughs> remove him from the movie. Yeah, uh, but, but no, to add more Channing Tatum because everyone more, wanted more Channing Tatum. Yeah. Who? who who wanted more Channing Tatum? Nobody. If they want more Channing Tatum, just go to the movies. He's in every fucking movie that comes out. There you go. True, but that just <laughs> like for one, I vow to see less movies with him in it. He was in the he was in another movie the same day the GI Joe two was yeah, supposed Magic to come Mike. out. Yes. Yeah, I mean, the Jesus. Movie. They're pushing it back nine months. That's unreal. I, I, I've they're never... Losing, I think they're they going to lose a shitload of money. Yeah. They it's got gonna scared come out. they were going to lose more because they figured... No way. It was going to get steamrolled. 
there that had to be what it. else was coming what else was coming out march you had spider-man or, coming out like three days later I okay. think they were afraid of the the battleship backlash of of how negative people went on that, and they were like, people were going to say, "Hey, remember how shitty Battleship was? Well, here's GI Joe two, and everyone was just going to go, Ugh. "Yeah," but I mean, they've been marketing the shit out of it, I and know. it looks like it might actually be a really it looked better fun, than the first one to me. Retarded, awesome, <laughs> fun, retarded, awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. I, like, I'm sorry. The, everything I wanted to s- the movie world needs to learn the same thing that the video game world does not understand. There are you know, 12 months in a year, yep. not three. I know. Yeah. The summer like, mentality is over. It really needs to, 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 to put all your eggs into this basket of big movies only come out in the summer. And, you know, to be fair, they did move it to March. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, but why March? People are going to forget about it. Drop the 3d, like just give that up. Like, I mean, that's, that's a terrible excuse. Yeah. I mean, push it a month. Like if you, yeah, you got to put more Channing Tatum in it, which we don't need anyway. No. Fine. Put, you know, do some reshoots. They take a couple days. Yeah. Do it. You know, whatever you got to do. Although that makes me wonder how little Channing Tatum was in it. Like if it just became uh, The Rock and Bruce Willis riding around. Good. Which would have been the best movie which, of all I time. Well, <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. Since they're changing it, I can say one of the articles I read basically said they killed him off early in the movie. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> Who? Bruce Willis or Channing, Channing Tatum? Tatum? Well, fucking good. Get him out of yeah. the fucking way. That's why yeah. he was barely in the trailers because apparently he... So he was the link between the two movies, basically. Yeah. He was the only one that survived, and then well, he has a heart um, attack and dies. Sword, yeah, something. sword guy. But yeah, but that's sword, what the article said, sword so guy. obviously... <laughs> I can't remember his name. Obviously, guys. they have sword to significantly reshoot stuff yeah. if they're going to add him into things in the movie. Great. But that's why it's going to be nine months. It's because they're putting him in more stuff, because now they're saying, well, because people watched The Vow and whatever the hell that other crappy movie he made was. So I think rewriting the movie for this fucking yep. asshole. What they should do is they should just eliminate his death from the movie and then just film him in other scenes, like when people say something and he just goes, yeah. <laughs> CG him in. Yes. Yeah, CG him just into put the him into groups just scenes. going, yeah, right. Just <laughs> they hol- can do that in a Hologram month. Tupac him. Just, <laughs> yeah. He just shows just, up like yeah. on a little screen. Yeah, just like, yeah. I agree. <laughs> Let's do this. Yo, yeah. Joe. And then a bunch of shit blows up. <laughs> yeah. Channing Tatum but, might have been in so there. So who knows? He'll probably get injured and then he'll have to yeah. be back at the base radioing in commands to Movie's people. never going to I don't know. At this point, this is the sort of thing that just I'm so angry at this stupid thing. I seriously have like, never heard of a movie that close to release getting it was pushed. a month out. Yeah. Yeah. It was Fuck. supposed to be out end of June. And at that point, you have all your like release parties and right. your premiere shit already scheduled and fucking. Yeah. It Watch just makes push it again when like Hunger Games 2 is coming out a week just, before sure. it or something. Twilight and you Hunger just, Games 2. Put an axe and... right in the crotch of that movie. <laughs> and what? one of the things what? that really bothers me is. <laughs> yeah. An axe right to the crotch of that movie. Okay. You know, um, there's another uh, terrible side effect to this. Well, is that this could really screw up uh, the Rock wrestling in WrestleMania next year because that happens in March if he has to do press and shit for the movie. <laughs> I don't really care about that. <laughs> That's yeah, but true. Like one of the things I was watching the Rock's Twitter account, like specifically to see <laughs> to see what what, what are you going to say, Rock? Yeah, what his what his response would be. Yeah, and it was like he one tweet that said. Yeah, we're just throwing more awesome in. Hoorah. Yeah. You know, getting behind it. I'm like, oh, you know, he has to say, he can't go, fuck, I'm pissed off. He has to toe the line. Yeah, for but the I mean, that article about him just came out and it was everywhere about how his career has been revitalized and he's right. revitalizing franchises that were mm-hmm. failing. And he can't just come out and say, yeah, we made a shitty movie. I mean, he's got to ride well, that wave of, well, I'm no, finally not even doing. Like, shitty movie, just. 
you know, he has to say, yeah, I support this complete fundamental change sure. to this movie and but, I mean, and move forward. It just... I I, I've been watching his Twitter account annoys also. Me that, that has to happen. Sure. But, I mean, like, I've... I You know, I follow him religiously. Because The Rock is a religious. Because he's a godlike figure. Yeah. Because you put boots to asses mm-hmm. on all BTA my BTA every day. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, he's yeah. been nothing but positive the entire time he's been filming G.I. Joe. I oh, mean, yeah. He's, he, he is, he's the ultimate homer for anything he's doing. Oh, of course. I mean, he's just like, yeah, I'm in a movie where shit blows up and I fire a big gun and mm-hmm. look at my muscles. I'm awesome. I'm The Rock. And that's what I want him to be. I don't yeah. want him to be emo and be just like, yeah, we made sort of a mediocre action movie. No, fucking sell that movie. It's just it's what it, he does. It, that's how the rock do. That's how the rock do. <laughs> how man. the rock do? He do awesome. Okay. <laughs> this is how we do, I guess. This is how we do. Yeah. So, <laughs> is it time to move on to emails? Yes. With that? Yes. 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 This is this one is from Steve in Oklahoma City. Hey, Steve. He says, "Hey, hey. this is Steve from Oklahoma City, hey, Steve. <laughs> aka one of the people who recommended you watch the Marine." Okay. Well, I've been listening to everything starting with episode one so that I could celebrate your entire catalog. <laughs> I had to skip ahead and listen to your take on John Cena's masterpiece. Fine. I'm glad to hear you guys enjoyed it as much as me and my fiance did. Then again, how could a movie with a completely random cameo from obscure retired NFL player Lincoln Kennedy <laughs> be anything less than five jocks? Yeah, that's what did it. I forgot that he was a real football player. No, he was, yeah. They made a big uh, deal out of that shit. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yep. Uh, I actually wanted to hurl a couple more suggestions your way. In two obscure films, first is 1990's Quest for the Mighty Sword, which I've not seen in years, but have fond memories of from childhood. No idea what that is. This is actually a sequel to Ator, made famous by MST3K. Oh. (laughs) And um, basically it was directed by the guy who played Thor in the TV movie Return of the Incredible Hulk, which we almost watched for the uh, BMF (laughs) cast Mm -hmm. uh, series, but we skipped it. Yeah. But uh, it... That sounds good. I'm going to summarize a couple things here, but he says apparently it recycles costumes from Troll 2. So bonus there. Wow. He says, I'm not sure if it was ever available on anything other than VHS, but it might be worth tracking down. We'll find it. But it has a kill that he remembers from childhood. So you know that has to be a good kill. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. Good Uh, kill, bro. Second is a masterpiece I only just watched after having it sit on the shelf for at least five years. The movie is a kung fu flick known by both Water Margin, The True Colors of Heroes and All Men Are Brothers, Blood of the Leopard. What? I picked this. <laughs> I don't even understand those words. Wait, was that yeah, all okay. one title? <laughs> yeah, Water Margin is the one. Uh-huh. All Men Are Brothers is the other. Okay. okay. Yeah. I picked this up because it's based on the Chinese novel Water Margin, which is the basis for the video game series Sid- Sudoken, Sikoden, oh, Sudoku. Sudoku. Oh, yeah. The number Sikoden, thing. Sikoden. Like right. Suikoden, something like that. Uh-huh. Among other things. Uh, Jason Sudeikis. The movie is one of the more bizarre <laughs> things I've ever seen. Imperial Guard instructor Lin Chung is one of the only honest men in the service of General Kuo Chi Kui. Man, stupid Chinese names. I can't pronounce them. Whoa. And while there's a... <laughs> you just I'm insulted sorry. like a billion man. plus people. God. Man, they don't understand the Bamcast anyway. <laughs> they don't <listen. laughs> I've seen the stats. They're not coming from China. We're probably banned there anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> while there's a conspiracy story set up rather quickly, the movie forgets about it to establish his, at times, disturbing friendship, eventually sworn brotherhood with Ru Chi Shen, right. a drunken renegade monk. Right. That sounds good. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to hear Team Bamcast take on this movie as I'm still not sure exactly how I feel about it. And then okay. he has a topic for us. Uh-oh. Oh, good. All right. Favorite martial arts fight scenes. Oh, dear. Which I think we have covered in the past. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember what episode, but we'll make it quick because we've run long already. But um, his vote goes to two movies. 
versus a little-known film called Contour, put together by The Stunt People, in quotation marks. Okay. Uh, the other one is a movie I've heard you guys discuss briefly and without much enthusiasm, Kung Fu Panda. So he's not sure if any of us have seen it, but two early action scenes, the prison escape and the bridge battle are absolutely fantastic, and I can't recommend them enough. I I haven't seen the Kung Fu Panda because I, yeah. of DreamWorks face. I, so. Exactly. I was gonna, he's talking about the animated film, right? Yep. Yes. I don't know that that... He says it's. he considers it right up there with How to Train Your Dragon as far as DreamWorks movies go. I'm going to call that it's... It doesn't count. No. You can't, I mean, animated yeah, fight animated. scene, no. Well, then we... Uh, Okay. I mean, if you it's can well animate something cool, yeah, but if but it's well done, it's well done. But, sure, but, but as mean, far as fight scenes go, you, you just have took to... my position on the yeah. You just dig a dig a dig on the computer. <laughs> 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 you just invalidated all the filmmaking involved in animated stuff. I, I understand it's I mean, not the same. It's not the same because there's not danger and peril and right. stunts. And it's not as, how are they doing that? It's wow, look at the megapixels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, as far as fight scenes go, it's just it's. But there's a very distinct art to making a good fight scene. Right. Sure. Yeah. Especially when, if you're going crazy with wire foo stuff. Wire foo. Right. And, and real, you know, real actors and, and reality, yeah. at least, you know, having to. To make something. Grind reality. Yeah. Well, you know, like I'll grind I'll, something out of reality. I'll go right. to my favorite Drunken Master 2. Is mm-hmm. that fight scene took three months to film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's what? Three minutes? Four minutes? It's mm-hmm. pretty amazing. But it's fucking insane some of the stunts that those two guys do yeah and that's what's impressive is like jackie chan in his prime is like holy shit this guy is doing this yeah there may be mm-hmm. takes you know there may be cuts there may be whatever but it's man still... man is physically doing this and that's right. impressive mm-hmm. that's what's impressive yeah right. i mean rumble in the bronx is still my first exposure to him and just the, the shit in that movie i know people are like that's not true you know no that's, that's not... a fucking amazing yeah movie i mean there's some really strong stuff in that i know people are like well there's better stuff in the other things but man i mean but like... that one crams so much good into that one the right. other ones have like oh remember that one amazing thing in that right. one mm-hmm. movie yeah i mean there's there's a bunch of stuff in rumble in the bronx that's mm-hmm. just like wow that is incredible yeah, that, yeah, and it's just it's so it it almost feels throwaway. He does so much amazing shit in that movie that it's just like, oh, that was that thing that was not as impressive as his other, right? Thing. But like, I mean, anytime I see Jackie Chan, like go boop 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 up a wall is fucking impressive. Awesome, sure. you know. Yep, <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> but no, my, my examples would be <laughs> my like knees are getting most anything I've said it before. Most anything in Ong Bak is just yeah, fucking yeah. brutal, intense, amazing. And uh, I think my favorite single fight scene, if I had to pick one, is probably Fist of Legend. The end when they're fighting like on the bamboo shoots and yeah. all that. Oh yeah, that movie. I mean, that whole movie. Was, is that just, was what I was gonna say because yeah. that one, like everything, looks like it hurts. Yeah, that movie is like probably. I mean, Ong Bak's pretty brutal, but it, it it's like it, it pulls back. Fist of Legend is just like I remember every single hit, like just going oh, like everything just looked like it fucking hurt yeah. really mm-hmm. bad. That's yeah. a good fight scene. Like if it can physically make you cringe, even though you know those dudes are probably okay. That's a good fight scene. That's why, like an animated movie, I'm never going to go. Oh, that poor animated panda! Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's that one movie he does in Ongbok where the dude he flies into the dude knees first. That that was yeah. the one that made me go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like there's no way that didn't hurt somebody mm. badly. Yeah, I don't care how much patting the dude had on. Yeah, somebody got fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right, we got one from Jay. Hello, who Jay. Says the Marine too. What's up, Jay? Says hey, BMF cast crew. Jay here after your unanimous. Five Jocks Review the Marine. I had to add it to my collection. I also picked up The Marine 2 starring Ted DiBiase Jr. Mm-hmm. The Marine 2 has DiBiase and his wife vacationing in the tropics at a resort that's soon taken over by terrorists. Yep. The film borrows heavily from the Die Hard series but maintains a personality all its own. The explosions are good for a direct-to-DVD film and fight scenes are solid but do use the born shaky cam. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> As we like to call it, the Paul Greengrass, Michael J. Fox technique. Yes. Yes. Oh, nice. Oh. Uh, there are two scenes that stand out and deserve a mention. Ted DiBiase kicking a guy's head into a bookcase and DiBiase taking a kick to the face that not only connected, but he clearly was not expecting. Poor Ted. Mm. Overall, I give the Marine 2 a solid three jocks. It's a good action flick that I'm proud to have in my collection. It was well worth the $4 I paid for a used copy. Well. Semper Fi, Crash and Burn, Jay out. So is he like the $1,000 kid? Is that his nickname? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, he's just a million-dollar man, $1,000 no, no. kid. Sure. I don't know. Never mind. I don't think he okay. has such a, such a gimmick. No. Okay. no. All right. Last email from Derek. Hey, Derek. He says, hey, guys, it's your hey. favorite blood-belching vagina police officer in Kansas. Whoa. I just, that was in his last email. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. What, what somebody called him. What a perp. A perp. Oh. A perp called him that. Okay. So, he says, I just finished <laughs> listening to the last episode, and I can't believe that during your spinoff, she didn't come up with Vegas Volcano. It would, of course, star John Stamos and Nick Cage as two down-on-the-luck single father, laid-off geologists, who have to work as Elvis impersonators to support their kids mm-hmm. when a disastrous volcano comes up in Las Vegas. Yeah. There, of course, would be a scene featuring America's treasure, Louis Anderson, debating whether or not to waddle for his life or have another crab leg from the buffet and burn to death hour. in the slow-moving lava stream. That's John Panay. Get to writing the rest that's now. That's right. <laughs> that, that's the alternate casting. Yeah. If you can't get no. Louis Anderson, we yeah. get John Panette. Mm-hmm. All right. He says, I also wanted to say I'm kind of surprised that 1995's Tank Girl hasn't been recommended. That movie is just all sorts of wrong. Nope. That movie That's, is all sorts of right. I know. This Precious. I knew God Harlow would come to this movie's defense immediately. <laughs> Here's my internet defense force. Go ahead. Yeah. Just go ahead. But that, that's all he says. He okay. says, that's not a recommendation, just an observation. But that's why, because people in here genuinely love I Tank Girl and do not think that it's love. a bad movie. I, mm, I don't know. Bad? I don't know. It, well, it, it's we can't really do movies we're too close to. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know that I would. That's a movie I don't know if I can qualify as good or bad. It hit its target mark exactly, and does that make it bad? I mean, based it, it based it was so well done to the source material. It does mm-hmm. that make it bad? You know, it's like if you were, you know, would you call Sin City bad because it's weird because it's based solely on the comics and the tone of the comics? You know, well, it's the same I, kind of thing. I would say Green Lantern is bad because it's based heavily on the comics and it just sure. doesn't translate sure. well. No, but I also, yeah, I mean, they also just, I don't think they did that well. I mean, I think they hit the mark on this. I mean, you know, Lori Petty aside, and a lot of people don't like her, mm-hmm. but that, you know, if you need an annoying woman to play Tank Girl, who that's supposed to, that's who that's supposed to be. There you go. Sweet. Sweet. Lori Petty, the annoying woman of the 90s. <laughs> All right. Uh, he, he has another recommendation. He says, I will, however, recommend 2006's Skinwalkers, if only for a grandma that pulls out a comically large handgun and gets into a shootout with evil werewolves and the fact that it ends in a fucking foundry, something that not enough of your movies have done. We agree. We agree. We yeah. want foundries. You got to space those out. And we can't, like, go to plot synopsis and just look up foundry. Just look foundry. That just gives IMDb it away. And... It's better to be surprised by the foundry. Hey, look like a foundry. foundry. Just like we're not going to look up loose cannons. No. Yep. They have right. to come We'd rather it just show up. Right. Mm-hmm. But lastly, he says, not to ramble on, but I felt that you would all love to know the newest weird police encounter I had when another officer and I arrested a man by the name of Jack Hiscock. (laughs) Yes, it is pronounced Hiscock. Okay. Better yet, he asked if he could make a phone call to his sister, and I swear to God, this is her name, Sharon Hiscock. (laughs) I believe it goes without saying his parents are some sick fucks. Thanks for the podcast, guys. Derek out. Ah, name jokes. Mike Hawk has a cousin. Mm Mm-hmm. Jack Hiscock. Jack Hiscock. And on that note, let's get some contact information. <laughs> All right. That's something I can get behind. Hiscock? 
<laughs> no, contact information. Oh, okay. All right, check us out on the website at bmfcast.com. You can comment and stuff there. It's fun. <laughs> it's got movies. <laughs> I agree. Uh, yes, it is fun. <laughs> yeah. Fun to be oh, had there. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash bmfcast, where you can like us and comment on our posts and do fun stuff like that. You can also check us out on Twitter at twitter.com slash bmfcast. Send us at reply thingies. You can also check us out on Stitcher, which is an app for your relevant mobile devices that will beam our gloriousness directly into your ear holes through your relevant mobile device. Also, check us out on iTunes. Search for Bad Movie Fiends Podcast. You can subscribe, rate, and review. We like good reviews and five stars, but whatever you think is okay with us. We'd like you to be honest. We, in fact, love you, to be honest. And finally, the most important thing that you can ever do in your entire life, which no one did this week because probably it was a holiday and people were off having fun and getting blown away by tropical storms. <laughs> Give us a ring on the one, the only, the Banffcast hotline, the Garfield phone. The number is 9105-JOCKS-BMF or 910-556-9263. Leave us a message and you two will be featured on the Banffcast and you'll win lots of friends and everyone will like you. I agree. So much. Or if you're out of the country... Feel free to email as a wave MP3, any kind of relevant audio device. From yes, an audio, audio file from your device. A flack, uh, maybe. We will also use that as a Flack voicemail. files are good. Yeah, yeah we want full lossless audio codex. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I know. Thank you for the full name. Sure. <laughs> yes. Or even an AAC. Mm-hmm. Maybe a graphic interchange format. Yes. If you can send us a voicemail as a gift, <laughs> uh, yeah. we will read it on air. <laughs> <laughs> or something. I don't, yeah, so I don't know. Now, now I'm going to get an animated GIF <laughs> yes, with just will. words. Great. And I'm going to have to. I, if someone hey. puts the work into that, I would allow it. I'll yeah, because you it. don't read the emails. Well, I mean, you made your bed. Now fucking lie in it. All right. <laughs> your deathbed. Right. So let's get out of here, shall we? All right. Yes. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I am the very model of a modern major general. And I'm Chuck. And this is Bathcast Out. <laughs>